Welcome to Ove Torah slash Haralabanon Dab Yomi Shi'ur. Today's Shi'ur starts at the two dots on Samat Aleph Amorbet at the Ibailu. Yesterday's subject was discussing the Kamiya. Um, the Kamiya is uh, something that's worn around the neck to protect the person from illnesses. Now, our, our subject discussed um, different things about Kamiya, but today's question is going to be whether Kamiya has Kiddusha or not. And the Gemara is going to want to know, the Gemara is going to ask the question. Then after they ask the question, they're going to try to figure out what do you need to know if it has Kiddusha or not for? And that's what we're going to discuss now. Okay? So says the Gemara. Do they have sanctity or they don't have sanctity? What halachic difference does it make if it's Kedusha or not? When you wear it, what do you care if it's Kadosh, not called Kadosh, who cares? Says the Gemara. If I tell you the reason why I need to know if it has Kedusha, because I want to know if I have a dispensation to carry it out of a firing house on Shabbat. So in order to understand this, you need to know that there's a law on Shabbat that if a person, a land whose house goes on fire on Shabbat, if you're in an area where the houses are connected and it might, and it might, hurt somebody or might kill somebody, of course, you're allowed to put up the fire. If it's in your house and you know that it could hurt somebody, there's someone there, you could put out the fire. But if the house is the only house in the area and you know that no one for sure could get hurt from this fire, it's only to save your money of your house from your insurance deductible, then Halakha is that you're asur to carry out the stuff from your house on Shabbat. So you're only allowed to take a certain amount of food out of the house, but not your stuff out of the house, because even into a kind of leave. However, what you are allowed to do is you're allowed to save Sefer Torah scrolls. Those are allowed to be saved. So the question is, does a Kamiya, so Gmar is saying, did you want to know if a Kamiya has Kiddusha regarding whether or not you're allowed to take the Kamiya out of a Deleka, of a fire? Tashma, if that was the question, I would have a clear proof. It says, even though they have letters of Hashem's names, for many different subyot in the Torah, you allow them to burn. The Gemara says that you're supposed to allow these things, even if it has Hashem's name on it, if it's in a fire on Shabbat, you have to allow it to burn. So therefore, we would know the answer. So why would you be asking if the Kamiya asked you to save it? We already know that the answer is that you're not supposed to save it. Now, by the way, uh, 
halachically, this could be a different halacha nowadays. Some poskim say this halacha was in the time of the Gemara when you weren't allowed to write the Kamiyas, because you weren't supposed to write down Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat on uh, paper. There are some people who don't like to write those Ketorah things, because they don't want to write Torah Shabbat on a paper. Some say it's okay nowadays, because you're allowed to. But either way, that's the reason why it was like that. So the Gemara is saying, is that why you want to know about that's Kedusha? We know it already, that it's not enough Kedusha. Ela le'inyan geniza. Rather, maybe the reason why you need to know is to know whether you have to do it in geniza. Do I have to put it in geniza when I'm finished with it? Tashma, I'll bring your proof that a kamiya, about a kamiya Kedusha, haya katub al yadot, killing. If you had Hashem's name written on the handle of a pot, or al karemita, or you have Hashem's name written on the bedpost. So, for example, sometimes you have people they write pesukim on different things, right? You sometimes you walk into shul and you see they have Hashem's name written on the wall. It's a dangerous thing. Because those that that thing that's written on the wall, it needs to be taken off. If they decide to break down the building, you're not allowed to break down the whole building. You have to get a guy, hire a special guy, take a, a chainsaw, cut out those cinder blocks that have Hashem's name on it, and bury those. And then you can take down the building. Because Hashem's name you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to destroy. Um, so if if we if a bedpost that has Hashem's name, needs to be buried. Of course, a Kamiya with Hashem's name should have to be buried. So that wouldn't be a question either. So we're back to square one. What did you want to know when you said you want to know, does Kamiya have Kedusha? What were you trying to figure out? You can't be trying to figure out about saving from a fire, because that's obvious. And you can't be coming to try to figure out about whether it needs to be buried. That's obvious too. Rather, the question was as follows. We want to know if you have a kamiya, are you allowed to go into a bathroom with it? Okay? My, do we say, maybe we'll say, it has kiddushah, it's asur. Or do we say, maybe there is no kiddushah. And it's allowed. Those are the two sides of the, of the equation. Tashma, let's try to prove it from a bright The brightest is the following. We said in our Mishnah, you cannot go out on Shabbat with a Kamiya if it's not made by an expert. Remember this? We said if it's not an expert, you can't use it on Shabbat. Yeah. Uh, now the implication of that is, but if it was from an expert, then Nafik, you could go out with it, right? Oh. If you claim that a Kamiya has Kiddusha, and if it has Kiddusha, that means that you are, allowed, are not allowed to go to the bathroom with it. So then what's the problem? If a guy walks out on Shabbat with the Kamiya, and now he has to go to the bathroom, he has to go to the bathroom. And he's going to come and carry it for him off. I mean, since he has to take it off, we should be worried that he might carry it for him off. Once he has it off, he might carry it. So how would the Mishnah 
let you carry a caveat from an expert. Who cares if from an expert? If you have to take it out before you go to the bathroom, you might carry it for a month. Therefore, that's a proof from the Mishnah that you're allowed to go in the bathroom with it. Right? Because if you weren't, they wouldn't let you carry it on Shabbat from an expert. So it's not necessarily. Maybe our Mishnah wasn't talking about a Kamiya that has Hashem's name in it. Maybe our Kamiya was only talking about a, when it says you can go on Shabbat, was talking about a Kamiya that has herbs inside. Herbs, which like medicines, you're allowed to go into a bathroom with it. That's why we said you're allowed to, you're allowed to take it to the bathroom on Shabbat. But had it been a Kamiya in a Mishnah, which is a Kamiya that has Hashem's name, maybe our Mishnah would not let you go out with it on Shabbat. Because we're afraid of the very same bathroom thing. And if you go into the bathroom with it, you'll be in trouble. Are we clear? Yeah. Awesome. Says the well, uh, ben, yes. Would you say maybe he's talking about the Kamiya that is, is not proven yet? The, the Mishnah was talking about a Kamiya that's not proven. But the implication from the Mishnah was... And if you can't go out with one that's not proven, it sounds like you can go out with one that is proven. And how would they let you go out with a proven one if every time you go to bed, you have to take it off and you might carry it? I see. Okay. Must be, must be that you're allowed to take one to the bathroom. The person says, no, maybe it's only talking about the Mishnah, which lets you go out on Shabbat, is talking about one from Earth. But then I think we say in the brighter, Echad Kamiya Shoktav, whether it's Shoktav, one second, let me just put this in so it doesn't die. Oh, it's going. Good. But then we say in the brighter, Echad Kamiya Shoktav, whether it's a Kamiya Shoktav, the Echad Kamiya Shel Ikarin, that you're allowed to go out on Shabbat with either one. Right? The brighter says that you're allowed to go out with either one on Shabbat. So that answer is no good. Ella rather new answer. You know what the mission? Our mission was talking about a guy who's so sick that his life's in danger. So if a guy's life is in danger, he's allowed to go to the bathroom with it. He doesn't take it off before he goes to the bathroom because his life's in danger. You have a guy who says, and his day, he, he has to go to the bathroom and he needs to take a separate hour with him to the bathroom. He's going. If you tell a guy, if you tell me this guy's gonna die, if he leaves, the same time leaves him for a second. Of course, we're going to go to the bathroom with it. So, what's the difference? This guy, once, once the guy has a, 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 a there's no question. Let's just say that our mission, the reason why we let you go out with the Kamiya on Shabbat, is because we, because your mission is talking about And that's why, even if you go, normally you do have to take it off when you go to the bathroom. But the Mishnah, which lets you go, and they're not worried that you're going to take it off, is because we don't care what you do with it. Okay? You with me, Harry? Mm-hmm. Harry? Good. Says the Gemara. Ella. Vahatani, no. Vahatani, you think we're the bright eye? Chat Cholashi, Bokhara, Chat Cholashi, Bosakana. But the bright says straight out that whether you have a Sakana or no Sakana, you're allowed to carry it. Oh, so you see there's a problem. Says the Gemara. Ella, Kevan, Demasi, Abagab, Dinakli, Biyadin, Nami, Shapir, Dami. Since it cures, even though you have it in your hand, it's okay. Why? Because it's still a tachshit. If it cures you, you're wearing it as a tachshit. 
which means even though you can't go to a Bet still, right, you still have to go on Shabbat. The rabbis aren't worried because. Even if you walk, it's not a sure. We're claiming now that walking with something that cures, cures you is not a problem on Shabbat. Even though you might get, take it and put it in your hand, we don't care because that's also not a sure. The Lord says, Vatanya, we check, we're now on the top of Samachbet Amunalf, but didn't we learn it in the If Oshia Omer, Oshia says, you now let her walk with him to the even though it's curing you. The Gemara has its final answer. We're talking about a case where the Kamiya was covered in leather. Since there's a leather cover over the Kamiya, that leather cover prevents it from being in the bathroom. I mean, in the bathroom, but it's not like it's in the bathroom. And therefore, you're, since it's covered, you're allowed to go in. So if we're talking about a Kamiya like that, that's why the rabbis, the Mishnah, let you walk out with it on Shabbat. Because really a normal Kamiya, you would have to take off. And a normal Kamiya, we, we, we wouldn't let you walk around on Shabbat, because since you have to take it off, you might carry it with the Shabbat. So why do we let this one? Because it was covered with leather. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cool. If you're telling me that leather-covered things are allowed to go in the bathroom, I got news for you. The parashas of your tefillin have leather around it. The box of your tefillin is made out of leather. So why do we say in the Brita that when you're going into a bathroom, you have to take your tefillin all far more away, go right into the bathroom with your tefillin. Of course, the parashiyot and tefillin are covered with leather. The bomb question. You with me, Ben? The Gemara is asking, according to your logic, that anything covered in leather is okay. So to me, should be okay too. Right. Yes, right. Ben. The okay. Yes, Ben. It was on. Unbelievable. The Tiflin. So, yes. Okay. Says so. The Gemara answers the following. Says the Gemara, no. Hatam. By the tefillin, you know why you can't go there with tefillin? Mishum shin. You can't go in because of the shin. Since there's a shin on tefillin, if you look on Yeshil Rosh, there's a shin on tefillin. And that shin, together with the kesher of the Shil Rosh, with the dalid in the kesher, and together with the yud on the Shil Yad, equals shin, dalid, yud which is one of Hashem's names. And therefore, the reason why you can't go in is not only be, in Tifilin, is not only because of what's inside Tifilin, even the outside is problem. But you're right. If it was just, if it was just the inside, you'd be allowed to go in. You're right, you'd be allowed to go in. Now, some people have a problem with this, because especially well, you can't go in with the, with your koracha. You're not allowed to go into the airport with your koracha into the bathroom. Why not? Because the koracha, since it was made for tefillin, has a dean like tefillin. So why don't we say the same thing with the tefillin case? So what? It's covered with leather, but the leather case 
was made with the Kalim shouldn't count at all. This Gemara sounds like it's okay. As a matter of fact, some rabbis want to say from this Gemara that if you only have a shell yad, which has no sheen, because the shell yad has no sheen, go right ahead. Walk in with it, you're saying. Right? What? Okay, but who says you can't throw it in the garbage? But does it you can't go to the bathroom? Okay. No, but the, the, uh, what, what then? No, but the bag that you, the Karasha is Tashmashek no? Oh, so they want to say that Karasha is different than Tipilin, the Tipilin would be better. It's, it's too much for our class, but that's basically what, what our question is over here. So it says, how do we know? The Amar Abaya, Dalid Shil Tipilin, the Dalid is Tipilin from the Rosh. Halakhal Moshe Misinai, Yud Shil Tipilin. And the Shin Shetavini, they all have Halakha Moshe Misinai. And therefore, since you have the Shin Dalit Jews, therefore you have the Shem's name. That's why you can't go in by Tiflin, and you can go in with the Kamiya, because Kamiya just has regular stuff on the outside, just regular covered leather. You can go into any bathroom, no problem. Okay. Now let's quote the Mishnah. Velo b'shiroyin, velo b'kasa, velo megabavayin. We said in the Mishnah, you cannot go out with the Shilohin, you can't go out with the Kasta, and not with the Megafayim. I am going to show you what they are. Shilohin, the Gemara says, Shilohin is a Zarda, Kasta, Amarav, Sanvrata, and Megafayim, Amarav, Puzmaki. These are different types of armor that go on the person. For those who, I, I'll just show you a picture of them over here, for those who are on the Zoom. Now, the guys on the, the you see the guy the, the top of the guy's hat he's got this big hat so that thing on the top is a casta that thing on the top of the helmet is a casta if, if you'll note underneath his helmet there's a lead a black thing like a leather liner that leather liner is the next thing okay and on the bottom of his feet you see on his calves he's got the armor on his calves so nobody chops with a hatchet at his feet that armor over there is the last thing those are the three parts that are suited with on Shabbat and the reason why we said last time was because these things look make it look like you're going to war and you're not allowed to look like that according to the rabbis on Shabbat okay guys are we clear yeah yeah let's keep going Says the Mishnah. Brand new Mishnah, guys. Let's see what's going on. A woman is forbidden to go out on Shabbat with a needle with a hole in it. Okay? Which is a sewing needle. We had that before. What? Last time we spoke we about a needle with, without a hole. Now we're talking oh, okay. about one with a hole. Okay? And mm -hmm. she can't go out with that type of needle. And she can't go out with a box, with a ring, with a ring that has a seal. With all big kulyad, she can't go out with a kulyad. A kulyad is a... Sorry. Kulyad is a... That she ties up with the bottom of her her outfit, 
That's called the kulyar. Okay. In English, they call it kulyar. In English, they call. Hold on. They, uh, they call it a brooch. A brooch is like a hanging, a hanging item that that the woman will put on her dress. Uh, ben, you want to show us your picture of a brooch? Yes, if I have it, let me see. No, they have it. They have it in that book. Vilova Corvillet, and now with a spice bundle. They used to wear spice bundles for perfume. Vilova Tzlochitzoplatim, and she can't go out wearing a little jug of oil that smells nice. What if she went out with one of these things, the needle or the brooch? She has to bring Korban Chatat. This is your mayor. The rabbis say that she's patur, which means she's asur to do it, but it's patur from a Korban in the following two cases. Which two cases? Yo, you're showing it to us? I'm trying, I see. Come on, Ben, you always do it. Is this, I'm not sure exactly what this is. Uh, we, go closer, we can't see. Uh, closer up. Okay, that's not it, no. No, a brooch, it's like a pin, it's like a pin that they put on themselves. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, that's an ear thing, I don't know what that is. No. No, it's a pin with a tashid that has like a flower. To yeah, it's a pin with a tashid. Yes, Albert. It's a pin with a tashid hanging from it. Exactly. Okay. So all these things, all these things are asur to wear, according to everyone. But the machlokin is, Rameir says that you have to bring a korban to the Beit Dash for wearing it. And the Chachamim say you patur in two things. They argue about the spice bundle. If she goes out with the oil, that's the machlok, and they say the patur with those things. Okay, thanks to Gemara. Amar Ula. Which means flip it by a man. By a woman, we said, if she goes out, if she goes out with a ring without a seal, it's Asumit Rabbanan. And in our Mishnah, we said, that's Asur, according to everyone, for her to go out with a ring with the seal. So it sounds like seal is worse than no seal. Okay, I, I see what you're showing me, Ben. Those are the, the spice things that she's wearing. She wears the spice to smell nice. Okay. So Ula says that it's, it's, it's the inverse by a man. Ula says that by a man, if he wears a signet ring, it's, it's a surah banan only. And if he wears a regular ring, it's a surah midaraita. Why is that? Alma kasavula. Call me the chazilish, no chazilisha. He holds anything that's, that's a good accessory for a man, like a signet ring. No chazilisha, it's not for a woman. When we need the chazilisha, if it's for a woman, no chazilish. And therefore, we want to claim that's why. That's why he says Zasur. Matthew Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Haroim Yotim Bisakim. It says that a shepherd is allowed to go out with slack, sackcloth clothes. Not only the shepherds, and everyone could go with the shepherd with the sackcloth. 
El Shalkanchalu Imatzit Pesekim, but it's the way of a shepherd to go out with the sackcloth. So it sounds like any man could wear a sackcloth, even if it's unusual for him. So if any man could wear a sackcloth, so then why can't a man wear a ring with no seal on it? I know it's really not usual for a man to wear a ring. You see in this Gemara, by the way, that men don't wear rings. Because the Gemara is assuming that men, of course they don't wear regular rings, unless it's a signet ring to, to seal his documents, yeah. But a regular ring, he says they don't wear. So we want to claim over here that why are you saying that, the re- that a man is chayav if he goes out with a ring with no signet? That's what Ula said. Because, and you're going to say the reason why is because men don't wear rings. What do you mean? So what? People don't wear sackcloth, and yet the brightness says that you're allowed to wear sackcloth even if you're not a shepherd. Shepherds used to wear sackcloth because it kept them warm. Okay? So if you're out in the freezing cold all day with the sheep, you wear a sackcloth. That's good. It's a smart thing to do. But for a regular man, it's weird. And yet we don't see that wearing sackcloth makes it a superman. So, so what? This guy's weird. He's wearing a ring. So what? He got married and he gave her a ring. She decided to give her a ring back. He's a weirdo. Okay. But it doesn't make it a sewer. Okay. I'm joking. We'll see this. Maybe some people will have it. Rabbi, you're going in and out by me. Is it everybody or just me again? Uh, Irving, no, it's fine by me. Carl, I got a message that says that your internet is up and down. I'm okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just text Carl that it's his internet. Okay? Says the Gemara. El Amar Yosef. Ula holds that women are their own world. Therefore, even, even though an item that's worn by some men could be worn by, worn by all men, the fact that a woman wears something doesn't allow men to wear it. Yes, if a man wears something, one man wears it, everybody can wear it. If only the guys, for example, you know, in England, the guys wear those hats, the funny hats, the garments, right? Even if it's a man's hat, any man can wear that hat on Shabbat and it's not carrying. Because it's a man's clothing. But for a man to wear a woman's clothing, that's their, they're in their own world. And men who wear those, who can't wear those things, they'll be chayav chatam. Okay? Ask the Gemara. That's the Gemara tries to answer. Eitzbe Abaya. Abaya asked the question from the following Brighta. The Brighta says, if you find tefillin in the field on Shabbat, what do you do? You found tefillin in the field on Shabbat. Whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, you can bring them in pair by pair. So what do you do? Guys walking in the street and you see tefillin on the floor. So you, what? In Shabbat, yeah, go ahead, Robert. On Shabbat. So when yeah, yeah. the writer says, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, put them on and carry them home. I wish you don't leave them on the floor. Wait a second. How could a woman put on, how can a woman put on tefillin and wear them? I thought we said that women are their own world. So if women are their own world, then men should also be their own world. And the same way a man can never wear a woman's ring, a woman should never be able to wear tefillin. So why would we say that she can wear the mantra at the same of the floor? 
והמצוות עשה שהזמן גרמה הוא, מצוות עשה שהזמן גרמה, תפעל בים כמימת, וכל מצוות עשה שהזמן גרמה, אנשים מתראות, זה פטור, אני לא רואה להם. Do you see that women are not their own world? Says the Gemara, no. You with me, guys? Yeah. Hatam over there, it's different. You know why? Kasavarmir, Laila zman tefilinu, v'shabat zman tefilinu. Havel metzuat l'shelo zman grama. V'chol metzuat l'shelo zman grama, chayishim chayavot. That b'rita was written by Rav Meir. Okay? Because in general, we have some Mishnah, we assume it's Rameir. Since that writer was written by Rameir, Rameir is one Tana who holds the two things. Number one, he holds your ladder with Tifilin at night. Number two, he holds your ladder with Tifilin on Shabbat. And if you hold of those two things, it comes out that Tifilin is not a time-bound positive commandment. Tifilin is a positive commandment that's not time-bound because you go wear it at night. And you can wear it on Shabbat. So when is it not time to be tefillin? So Reb essentially holds that women are chayav in tefillin. And that's why he lets you, lets the women carry them back. You're right. Any other rabbi who holds the tefillin as Matzat HaShesh Tazman Gavah would never write such a thing. Because like we said, women are a world of themselves. So why did they say it here? Oh, that was written by Remeir. And Remeir is the one who holds that they, since you're chayav at night. And on Shabbat, women are chayav too. You got it? Yep. Yeah. Harry, you're supposed to fall off your chair. You didn't know that woman might be chayav according to Rameer. <laughs> they say Rameer's wife wore tefillin. Wow. Ruya. I think so. I think, I think that's what they say. Let's see. Okay. Back to the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. We said it was a sur to wear a ring. A woman, if she wears this ring with a, with a signet on it, she's chayav medoraita. For a woman to wear a signet ring is a funny thing. In general, to, in order to bring a korban in the Beit HaMikdash, you have to be carrying something in the normal way. And since it's unusual for a woman to wear a ring with a signet on it, so, why do we say she could bring a korban? She should be patura balasur, because she's carrying it in an unusual way. It's weird for a woman to wear a signet ring. So therefore, since it's weird, she should be patur. Why did the Mishnah say yechayav a korban? You should only be patura balasur. And why wouldn't she be chayav for the korban? Because, because it's weird. Because it's, un- because it's unusual for yeah. a woman to wear this type of ring. It's like a person carrying something in an unusual way. Just like if you carry something in a funny way, or you, like, you know, sometimes they'll tell you, turn on the light in a funny you way. You're doing a shinoi. So here is also, there's a shinoi, it's a klachayan, because she is wearing a ring that's weird to her. It's weird for a woman to wear such a ring. That weirdness itself should make it a shinoi. And therefore, you shouldn't be chayav a korban. Uh, Why does the mission say you're chayav a korban? Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava. We're talking, you're right. With a regular woman, you, you're right, you'd be Patura Vasur. But our Mishnah, we're dealing with a certain type of woman. This type of woman has a manager job. Since she's a manager, 
she's got to sign papers, she always wears rings, and for her, it's normal. And that's what kind of a woman we were talking about. Says the fact that she has a signet ring shows that she's like important, so that's why it's yeah, well, well, I could have told you that the mission was talking about she's wearing someone else's signet ring, right? Her husband's, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I could have told you that, but but that wouldn't get me out of the problem, otherwise, you still should be patur. The way we're getting a problem is that it's her signet ring since she right. always wears it, therefore, for her, it's not and therefore, everything's cool. Okay, it looks like the women on the world are gonna love these. Uh, the, the women could have to lean out could become a job have a job of a manager. What's going on here? <laughs> the women, that's how they do it in Iran. Well, the women do everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. Ella Rather, says the following. That's cool for the woman. If you say it's talking about this type of woman, I understand. What are you going to say about the man? We said the flip side. We said the same way a woman is chayav with a signet ring. A man, we said, was chayav when he wears a regular ring without a signet on it. What case are you going to say that? Why is the man wearing the ring? Why is it usual for a man to wear a ring? Men never wear rings. Okay, if the woman's a manager, she'll wear a ring. But a man, a man will never wear a ring. She says, Rabbi, how are you going to get out of that problem? Men will never wear a ring without a signet. Okay. I guess Rabbi should have been around in nowadays when half the shul is wearing them. So says the Gemara, Elam, Rabbi, rather, Rabbi says the following. Sometimes a man will give his wife a ring that has a signet. To take it and put it in his drawer. Okay. And she'll put it on her hand till she gets to the to the chest. So something like, no, no, I'll tell you why. The reason why it's not called weird and kalachayad when she wears the ring or he wears the ring is like this. Since sometimes if the husband's lying down in bed and he's wearing a signet ring and says, honey, I'm too tired to get up. Here, take the signet ring and put it in the, in the safe downstairs, right? So she takes the signet ring and she doesn't want to lose it. So she'll put it on her finger. So it's not so weird for her to wear because she'll put it on her finger sometimes. And the husband too. If the wife says, look, honey, I'm missing one of the baguettes on my diamond ring. So he'll say, oh, give it to me. I'll, I'll take it to the guy who works next door to me on 47th Street. Now, he doesn't want to lose it. He'll also put it on his finger. So since sometimes people put it on their finger, it's not called weird. Don't give me that look, Harry. That's the answer? That's what Rubber wants to answer. Okay, Rubber wants to say, it's only weird when you never do it. But if you do it once in a while, it's not weird enough. Okay. Okay? Now... Back to the back to the Gemara. You can't do it with a kulyar or kovelet. Now we're going to see what a kulyar is right now. We said the Gemara is going to clarify. I told you in the Mishnah it was a it was a brooch, which Albert explained to us was a tachshit hanging on a pin, a jewelry on a pin. We're going to see more now. Says the Gemara, my my kulyar. What's a kulyar? I'm a Rav. Rav says mechlanta. It's a mechlanta 
So women, sometimes when they have a blouse that's open without a button, in order to keep it closed for Siniyut, they'll put a pin that has jewelry hanging from it. That's what it is. And a kovelet, what's a kovelet? Amarav, chumra de pilin. It's a packet that, that has pilon in it. Pilon is a spice that has a very nice smell, either like a perfume or a deodorant, okay? It wasn't deodorant that you put on, on, on the underarm, it's like a deodorant that you wear to mask the smell that might come from other places. Okay? Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brighton. Lo totzeh b'kovelet. A woman cannot go out with the kovelet. Ve'im yatztach, chayevet chatach. She's chayevet chatach. Divinele b'mir. Rachamim obrim. Lo totzeh, she can't go out with it. Ve'im yatztach, petula. But if she goes out, she doesn't bring a korban. She only did something to Rabbanan. Ve'velez zomer, yotzeh b'kovelet b'kachila. Ve'velez says, you could go out with it, no problem. So you have three different opinions. One rabbi saying, bring a korban. One saying, no korban, but you can't do it. And the last rabbi is saying, you're allowed to do it with the chathil and go out with the bicycle. But Mike and Rebbe, what's with the argument? Rebbe Savar, Rebbe holds Masuyut. It's a bundle. You're trying to carry something around. You want this spices to smell good. So you're carrying your spices around by tying it to your clothes. It's like carrying, straight carrying. It's a bundle, it's a burden. Right? Rabbanan sabi tachshitu. Rabbanan say it's an ornament. Because since you like the smell, it's like an ornament. But we're worried, Dilma shalpa umechavya. We're worried maybe you'll take it off and show it to your friends. Ve'atatu, and you'll carry it. And when you take it off, you might carry it for Amot. There's a summer, my doctor, remember, who puts it on? Isha shelechana, it's a woman who has a bad smell. Isha shelechana, lo shalpa umechavya. A woman who has a bad smell is not taking off the show to someone because she wants to smell good. Right. Yeah, so there's three different reasons. Rabbi number one says it's a burden, you're trying to carry things around. It's the same thing as if you carried a, a jug of oil with you. Rabbi number two says, No, nah, it's not a burden, it's really jewelry. Because what's the difference if it's jewelry, Yanni, that making you look good, or a perfume pack is making you smell good? It's jewelry, but we're afraid to take it off. And Rabbi says, You're not going to take it off. First of all, he holds it like jewelry. And you're not going to take it off. Because you take it off, you're going to smell horrible. Good? Yeah. Okay. Asking about Tanya, but then we learned in a bright time. So if he says patur, it sounds like a patur, but you're still not allowed to do it. And our bright we said, then you could do it in the chila. Look, Kasha. Ha kikai adamir, ha kikai adamanan. Which means, one is when he's explaining it to Ramir, ha kikai adamanan. Which means like this. Tikai adamir, when he's talking to Ramir, dame chayav chadat, who says yichayav chadat, amalek patur. So he told Ramir, no, it's not true, you patur. Which means, you patur from chadat. The kikai adamanan, when he's talking about the adamanan, dame patur basur, amar iu motor chadchila. Which means, Rebelezer holds his mutash straight. It depends who he's talking to. If he's talking to somebody who says, Chayav, what does the word Chayav mean? Chayav means, you must bring a korban. So I disagree with you when I tell you, no, you're patur. Now, no, you're patur doesn't mean that you can't wear it. I'm just saying, no, you don't bring a korban. Right. It doesn't mean I'm saying that you're 
Patur of Al-Asur, he doesn't understand. Only because I'm talking to you. And when I talk to the Rabbanan, who say that it was Patur, I don't say, I don't tell him. If I tell them Patur, that means I think I agree with them. But if I tell them no, it's the <laughs> On one writer, he was, we said the language that he used when he was talking to the rabbis. And the other writer, he said the language he used, he would use when he was talking to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi. Yes. Um, what would you say as opposed to Chayav to say that it's Patur Barasur, if it's not Patur? It's Patur Barasur, you mean? No, he said when, 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 when you're talking to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Meir said, Yechayav Chata. Yes. So to him I answered, you say Chayav I say you're Patur for Chata. I say Patur, which means whatever you, when you say the word Chayav, I say, nah, you're Patur, which means about the Chata, I'm Patur. I wasn't saying whether you could carry or not. I'll say it's the Chachila, but I'm just answering what you said. You say Chayav, no, I say Patur. Why don't you just say Mutar? Because the subject wasn't, the subject wasn't Mutar Asur. The subject was bring a Korban or not. Mm. Doesn't mean you're wrong though, right? No, it's not wrong, but I'm just saying since the subject, when he's talking to the mayor, the subject was bring a Korban to Mekunash. So about that I say Patur. And when I'm talking to Ramadan, the subject is, can you do it? To which I'm saying, yes, you can. And you said, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. But we're fitting everything cool. The two brightos were worded differently because they were said to do the rabbis. It's a very cool answer. Says the Gemara, top of, we're about to turn, we just turned the page to sum up bet on a bit. Umayra Meir, the Tanya, we said, a woman can't go out with a key in her hand. In the case of a spice or the oil. So you see that he, he holds it's really mutar. Beautiful. Okay. Says the Yorah. Kovelet. Man Who's talking about Kovelet? Right? That bright, I wasn't talking about a Kovelet. It's missing. When it started talking about a key, so it says, the Mishnah should be saying the following. You can't go with a key, and you can't go with a kovelet, and not to Shabbatim. Right? You went out with all these things, you can't go with Shabbatim. In that case, therefore, that's the, the new version of Raita, where, where, where Elezer is responding to a statement of Rameer that you have chatat on the Kovela and the other case. Now, let's continue. When did we say that, you, that, that the, the law, when they have spices in them? Everyone agrees that if you go out with the container that's empty and there's no spices, of course you have chatat. You're carrying the container around. It only could maybe be a accessory, like a like like a jewelry. Yeah, spices. It, it's got spices in it, but if it's got no perfume in it. You're just carrying the junk with you. That's for sure. Chayav chatat. You with me? Mm-hmm. Amar of says zot omer. This from here we learn hamotzi ochlin pachot mikeshiur bekeli. If you carry out food that's less than the size of the food that you chayav, 
in a utensil, you chayav ta'en ba'embosim kipachot mishur v'keli dami v'ktani chayavet. The Gemara wants to say an interesting case. Let's say you, we, you have a certain amount that you have to carry on Shabbat in order to be chayav. Okay. For more, every food has a different size, how much you have to take out to be chayat. So now let's say, for example, the size of the kazayit, just for argument's sake. If you take less than the kazayit out on Shabbat, you're not chayat. You're, you're patu. You did avera, but you're patu. Okay. Let's say I took less than the kazayit, I took half an olive, and I put it in a little tupperware. I should be chayav, the Gemara says. Why? Because just like the lady who walked out with the empty perfume jar, we said she's chayavit. So a guy who walks out with a Tupperware with half an olive should also be chayav. Same thing. What's the difference? What's in it is less than the is not enough, and then you become chayav from the outside. So it's like empty. It's like empty. Right. Rav Ashiyama, no. The alma emula patur, really patur. The shani afa the letter of mamasha kal. He says no, it's different if it's empty or it's got less than a shiur. If it's got less than a shiur, it's still carrying something. I'm carrying less than a shiur, but it's still it still becomes a carrying item. So since it's it's subordinate to the item in it, even though it's less than a shiur, it's still a olive carrier. But when you when you have less than a half an olive in it, it's completely just a container. Then you focus on the container. So it's an interesting thing. You could have two guys walking around with a container, according to Rashi. Two guys walking around with a little Tupperware. One guy's Chayav, one guy's Patur. The guy who has more is Patur. Is Patur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy who has less is Chayav. Right. I, me, I'm Chayav. He carried out more than you. Right. But when you put the olive in, the olive became the main thing. The kili, kili became batel to the olive, the half olive. And since it's not enough, he's batel. You got that whole thing? Yep. Very cool. Okay. Now. Okay. It says, it says, The pasuk says, And they anoint themselves with the best oils. This is Pasuk talking about the Jews in the times of the destruction of Beit HaMikdash. It's a Pasuk, you'll see it on the side of the page. Good. Says the Rav, I have a question. If you're holding more than a, um, a kazait, you're already chayav now, to begin with, with the food, right? I mean, the Tupperware doesn't matter. No, it was less than a kazait. If you have less than a kazait, so if it was more, let's assume the, the shiur for every food is different. Let's assume the shiur is a kazait for, the, for our argument's sake. Now, if you have less than a kezayit and you carry it in your hand, you patur patur. Okay. If you have less than a kezayit in the Tupperware, the Tupperware is batel to less than kezayit. It's like you carry less than kezayit and you patur. But if you carry Tupperware alone, then you're carrying Tupperware. Tupperware might be, there's different sizes you need for Tupperware. It might be big enough that you can carry that, that, you, that, you're, that you have. Same Tupperware, empty, you have, with half a kezayit, you patur. Okay. Good. Okay. Back to the oils. It says the Pasuk about the oils is the following. 
This is patin is balsam oil. Matim Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, How could it be you're allowed to go out with balsam oil in general? I thought after the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, you're not allowed to go out with balsam oil because it's too much, too much enjoyment after the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed. How could the how can we be talking about going out with the oil on Shabbat? You don't have to go with it at all. Because it's oh, the Bethlehem that's destroyed. You can't enjoy yourself that much. Right? But the rabbis didn't agree. If you say that it's it's balsam oil and it's for pleasure, why did the rabbis agree? Why did they say Sasur? If you say that it's enjoyment, so why did they say Sasur? Right? If the if the Torah is saying that they're luxuries, the rabbi should have made an Asur. Amar Abai Abai told him Yosef, according to your reason, Hadikhtim, it says in, it says later in the Basuk, Hasutim and Mizikayain, that the people in those days were before the destruction of Mithamidash were drinking out of bowls of wine. And if you're claiming everything that's listed in the Pasuk, they made Asur, so one says the Pasuk is talking about Ken Shekin. Ken Shekin is a tall glass with two spouts. They used to have a tall glass and two people could drink from together. It's like an automatic Rechaim glass. So one says when the Pasuk says used, 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 that before the structure of the Kedash, when the Jews were doing Avirot, they used to use this type of thing. They used these double glasses. Right? One says they would throw the cups to each other. You want to say it's Asur to use these activities? But you know, meaning you're not, it's Asur to use cups like this? Rabbi Rachana came to Reshkuta's house. He ate one of the cushions. The, the Rish Kutai used it, and they never told him anything. So you see that not everything that's listed in the, in the Pasuk is Asur. So why are you asking that this oil, the balsam oil, should be Asur? Just because this is the Pasuk doesn't mean it's Asur. Ella, anything that has pleasure and simcha, Okay. Now, therefore, we answered that the, that the balsam oil, since it doesn't have joy, is okay. That's why you're allowed to use it after the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. Now, once we're on the topic of discussing the sins that happened before the destruction of Beit HaMikdash, the Gemara is going to continue and talk about those sins and how the Jews before the destruction of Beit HaMikdash were very, very off, off base. We'll see inside. It says in the Pasuk, they're lying on beds of ivory and they're lying on their couches. This is a sin the Jews used to do, that the Jews would urinate in front of their bed while they're not wearing clothes. Yeah, that doesn't sound like such a big sin. So the Gemara doesn't like that. You're going to say the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed because they urine, how, because of how they urinated? Rabbi doesn't like it. That's why the Jews go in the, these Jews are going at the head of the exiles 
משום שמשתנים מים בפני מדרם ערבים, because of how they go to the bathroom in front of the bed, that can't be, right? יגלו ולא שקולים, that's why they go, go to the, they go to גלות before the גויים, אלא מרביהו ורביהו says, אלו בני אדם שאוכלים ושותים זה עם זה. These are people who are eating and drinking with each other, ודורקים את זה בזה, and they attach their beds to each other, ומחליפים לשותיהם זה עם זה, ומסליחים על יותר משכבות זה לשאין שלהם. These are people, לא עלינו, who had couples who would do, לא עלינו, joining with each other, and uh, white swapping, which is, a, of course, a terrible, terrible avirah, and that's the avirah that I meant. So when it says that they lie on their bed, stretched on the couches, it wasn't referring to how they went to the bathroom, rather it was referring to a terrible, terrible practice that happened of white swapping. Amar Rabbi Abhu, Rabbi Abhu says, There are three things that cause a person to get poor. If a guy goes to the bathroom in front of his bed without clothes, or not doing, not doing when he wakes up in the morning, and if your wife, a person's wife curses him in front of him. Let's explain each one. Says if you go to the bed in front of your bed naked, Amar Rabba says, That's only if you're facing the bed. But if you turn away from the bed, that's okay. In the old days, you used to go to the bathroom in the same room without a bathroom. So you just had a pot to go to the bathroom. So as long as you're facing away from the bed, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Even if you're facing the bed, that's only if you're doing it on the ground. In the old days, they used to have ground floors. They used to have floors of dirt. So it was theoretically okay to go to bed on the ground, but it was disgusting. Therefore, if you're doing it in a utensil, even towards the bed, it was okay, and it wouldn't cause poverty. What does it mean? What does it mean that you don't do it like a dime? says, We're only talking about a case. It's no margins at all. But if you wash them, but you don't wash them so good, let's not buy that still okay. Which means even if you don't do all the, the special things, you don't do everything exactly enough, it's enough. Okay? Lo maltihi. That's not true. Zamar b'chasta. Ana mashi melochaf namaya. Biyavli melochaf tufta. He says, I used to use, b'chasta says, I used to use a lot of water, and because I used a lot of water, I ended up with a lot of beracha in my house. So another thing that the Gemara says that brings beracha besides we're not talking in true Albert, is washing your hands with a lot of water. Okay? Last thing. She with your wife Christian in front of you. says, This is if a guy's is get a wife is getting upset at him that she doesn't buy him enough, he doesn't buy her enough jewelry. That's only if he has the money and he won't give it to her. But if she's upset at him that he doesn't have, that, he, that, that he's not giving jewelry when he, he doesn't have the money, it doesn't cause poverty. Okay? Tomorrow, we're going to start from Dash Rabab Rei Dirab Eli. Okay? And the two dots. Amen, amen. Shabbat shalom. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 4.30.